It's time now for Empowered Family Talk with Francina Hallris. Do you want to empower families and young people in your community? Then take the time to make a tax-deductible contribution to the Coach Tate Fund. The Coach Tate Foundation is dedicated to helping young people and their families in learning and passing on the kinds of life skills that we all need to succeed. All too often, we hear about kids and their families having encountered life's difficulties that could have been easily avoided by knowing better decision-making skills. From anger management to money management to something as simple as learning to manage how we spend our time or how we use our job skills. Make a donation to the Coach Tate Fund. It'll help kids who need help and their families too. Make your contribution to the Coach Tate Fund. Get details at www.coachtatefoundation.com. And oh, by the way, thank you. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Good morning. It's family time. And welcome back, listeners. Listeners, today our topic is Lady Justice and Judgment Day, when God tips the scales on our pathway forward. As we, the peoples, come together as a collective conscious for a common cause, truth and justice, law and order within our individual and collective lives today for our next generation. Amen. Blessings to the righteous and upright. David Gazik at Enduring Word Bible gives us a great rendering listeners from the book of Proverbs. And it starts out with Proverbs 11.1. Dishonest scales are an abomination to the Lord, but a just weight is his delight. Listeners, dishonest scales are an abomination. The term abomination was reserved for terrible and horrific things. This shows just how deeply God cares about simple honesty and fairness. He regards dishonest scales as an abomination. A just weightlessness is his delight. To the degree that God condemns the dishonest who defraud, to the same degree he has delight in just and fair business practices. The law of Moses clearly commanded God's people to have honest scales, listeners. Read Leviticus 19, 35 through 36 and Deuteronomy 25, 13 through 16. Proverbs 11, 2. When pride comes, then comes shame. But with the humble is wisdom. When pride comes, listeners, then comes shame. 
Proud man or woman fears shame. Ironically, they cultivate shame and disgrace for themselves. One significant reason for this is that God resists the proud. James 4, 6 and 1 Peter 5, 5. With the humble is wisdomlessness. There is great wisdom in humility because it recognizes the truth about God and the truth about self, especially in relation to others. This humility is an important foundation for true wisdom. The humble man looks for nothing but justice, listeners, has the meanest opinion of himself, expects nothing in the way of commendation or praise, and can never be disappointed but in receiving praise, which he neither expects nor desires. Clark A. Proverbs 11.3, listeners, the integrity of the upright will guide them, but the perversity of the unfaithful will destroy them. The integrity of the upright will guide them, listeners. The man or woman who lives with integrity, a trustworthy life lived without shame or secrets is recognized as upright and will have their integrity to guide them. The perversity of the unfaithful will destroy them. The false and crooked ways of the unfaithful listeners will bring those who practice them to destruction. Proverbs 11:4. Riches do not profit in the day of wrath, but righteousness delivers from death. Riches do not profit in the day of wrath, listeners. The book of Proverbs recognizes the benefits of riches, but also their limitations. Earthly wealth is useless in the day of wrath. Will money do nothing? Riches could not reprieve. B, but righteousness delivers from death. Listeners, we can and should use our own present earthly wealth to store up treasure in heaven. Luke 12, 33 through 34, which will bring profit in the day of wrath. Proverbs 11, 5, listeners, the righteousness of the blameless will direct his way at right but the wicked will fall by his own wickedness. This is the righteous of the blameless will direct his way aright. The blameless man or woman finds some rest in the confidence that God's guiding eye is upon the righteous. The wicked will fall by his own wickedness, listeners. A wicked man or woman has no such confidence. God does not need to specially intervene in the fall of the wicked listeners. He or she can fall by his own wickedness. Proverbs eleven six: The righteousness of the upright will deliver them, but the unfaithful will be caught by their own lust. 
The upright will have their reward. Their righteousness will be blessed and they will be delivered. The unfaithful will be caught by their lust. As the upright are delivered, the unfaithful will be caught and by their own lust, receiving the penalty of their own unfaithful desires. Proverbs 11, 7, listeners. When a wicked man dies, his expectation will perish and the hope of the unjust perishes. The wicked man or woman often expects blessings and goodness, but that expectation will perish when they die and face the judgment to come on all men and women. Hebrews 9, 27. And the hope of the unjust perishes. The hopes of the wicked end up only being wishes, listeners, and wishes that are bitterly disappointed. That is to say, the expectation of hope or hope of the wicked lies wholly on this side of the grave, listeners, and it perishes at death. Now, hope was not made for the wicked, listeners, and yet they are the very persons that most abound in it. They hope to be saved and get at last to the kingdom of God, though they have their face towards perdition and refuse to turn. But their hope goes no further than the grave. Proverbs 11, 8, listeners, the righteous is delivered from trouble and it comes to the wicked instead. God promises deliverance to his righteous ones. Listeners, whatever trouble they experience in this life is only temporary. And they will see his deliverance in this life and especially in the life to come. It comes to the wicked instead, listeners. For the righteous, this life is the worst trouble they will ever experience. For the wicked, their greatest trouble is yet to come. The Israelites were delivered out of the trouble of the Red Sea, listeners, but the Egyptians were drowned by it. Exodus 14, 21 through 28. Mordecai was rescued from the gallows on which Haman was then hanged. Esther 5, 14, 7 and 10. Peter was snatched from death, listeners, while his persecutors and jailers were condemned. Proverbs 11, 9. The hypocrite with his mouth destroys his neighbor. But through knowledge, the righteous will be delivered. Listeners, one of the identified marks of the hypocrite is that they destroy people with their words. Sincere love looks to build others up, listeners, not to destroy them. Haman, under the pretense of loyalty, sought to destroy a whole nation. Esther 3, 8 through 13. Ziba, under the same false cover, wanted to destroy his neighbor. 2 Samuel 16, 1 through 4, and compare 2 Samuel 19, 26 through 
27. Through knowledge, the righteous will be delivered. God's deliverance comes to the righteous through their knowledge, both in the sense of wisdom and in the sense of personal relationship with God. Proverbs 11.10 When it goes well with the righteous listeners, the city rejoices. And when the wicked perish listeners, there is jubilation. When it goes well with the righteous, the city rejoices. God gives favor among men with his righteous one. Proverbs 3, 4. And the community rejoices when they are blessed. When such men are encouraged and advanced into places of power and trust, the city rejoices. The citizens or subjects of that government rejoice. Because they confidently expect justice and tranquility and many other benefits by their administration of public affairs. However, drab the world makes out virtue to be, it appreciates the boon of it in public, Kaidna cited in Ross. Listeners, when the wicked perish, there is jubilation. As much as the community rejoices over the blessings of the righteous, they also celebrate the calamity and end of the wicked. Wicked men and women are not missed when they pass. Rome rejected and rejoiced at the death of Nero and the public rejoiced in the French Revolution at the death of Rosperia. Let me say that again. Rome rejoiced at the death of Nero and the public rejoiced in the French Revolution at the death of Robespierre. Proverbs 11, 11 listeners, by the blessing of the upright, the city is exalted, but it is overthrown by the mouth of the wicked. When good comes to the upright listeners, it is good for the entire community. Their blessing and prosperity extend beyond themselves. Let me say that one again. When good comes to the upright listeners, it is good for the entire community. Their blessing and prosperity extends beyond themselves. It is overthrown by the mouth of the wicked. The words of the wicked can even destroy a city leading to its overthrow. Proverbs eleven twelve. He who devoid of wisdom despises his neighbor, but a man of understanding holds his peace. He who is devoid of wisdom, listeners, despises his neighbor. The way of wisdom is also the way of love and respect. When one despises his neighbor, it isn't evidence of superior wisdom and discernment but a failure of true wisdom. A man of understanding holds his peace, listeners. Men and women of wisdom, understanding, recognize there's a time and a place to hold back one's outrage. They know when love and respect should compel them to hold their peace. Proverbs eleven thirteen: 13, a talebearer reveals secrets 
but he who is of a faithful spirit conceals a matter. Listeners, a talebearer reveals secrets. The unfaithful gossip, the uncontrolled talker, a talebearer, loves the power and intrigue of revealing secrets. For them, such secrets are a form of power that they use for their own advancement, listeners. A talebearer, or he that goeth about from one place or person to another as the manner of such is, telling tales, making it his or her business to scatter reports and reveal its secrets. It is not safe to be close to this cruel man who trifles with the happiness of his fellow creatures, for as readily as he betrays a confidence about a neighbor to us, listeners, so he will betray a confidence about us to someone else. Bridges. He who is of a faithful spirit conceals a matter. The matter woman of wisdom, listeners, those of a faithful spirit, knows there is an appropriate time to conceal a matter. There are times when love and wisdom guide the privacy. Proverbs eleven fourteen: where there is no counsel, the people fall. When there is no counsel, listeners, the people fall. People need leadership and guidance. God has given systems and structures of authority. And those in leadership need to be able to give wise counsel. In the multitude of counselors, there is safety. There is a great value in safety in receiving opinions and input from the multitude of counselors. No man or woman has all the gifts and wisdom, and a multitude of counselors may work well to bring greater wisdom and safety in decisions. Proverbs eleven sixteen: a gracious woman retains honor but ruthless men retain riches. Gracious woman retains honor, listeners. A mark of a truly gracious woman is that she carries herself with a sense of honor and indignity. Gracious woman, quote Hebrew, a woman of grace and favor, i.e. one who by her meekness and modesty and prudence and other virtues renders herself acceptable and amiable to God and to men, unquote. Poo. Ruthless men retain riches. Listeners, character and honor are important to the gracious woman, but all the ruthless care about is riches. Wealth is their God, listeners. Proverbs eleven seventeen. The merciful man does good for his own soul, but he who is cruel troubles his own flesh. Listeners, the one who shows mercy to others will be shown mercy. 2 Samuel 22, 26. And this is good for the soul. The merciful man, kindness spoken of his hess, steadfast love like God's. He who is cruel, listeners, troubles his own flesh. The one who is unmerciful and cruel to others will find that it troubles himself. 
The measure men use for others will also be measured to them, listeners. Matthew 7 and 2. Proverbs 11, 8 and 18. The wicked man does deceptive work, listeners, but he who sows righteousness will have a sure reward. The wicked man does deceptive work, listeners. When someone works with deception and dishonesty, it is evidence of wickedness. The wise and honest person knows that work must be done in a way marked by honesty and integrity. He who sows righteousness will have a sure reward. Those who do their work in righteousness marked by honesty and integrity, listeners, will see the sure reward of their work. Their righteous work is like good seed that has been sown. Praise the Lord. Proverbs eleven nineteen, listeners, as righteousness leads to life, so he who pursues evil pursues it to his own death. Righteousness leads to life, listeners. For Solomon, this was a self-evident fact. Using the same logic, he could have written, quote, as the sun rises in the east, unquote, the path of righteousness is a path to life. He who pursues evil pursues it to his own death, listeners. The way of evil is also a path and it leads to death. Many people sacrifice a lot in their pursuit of the evil way, but their only reward, listeners, is the destination of death. Proverbs eleven twenty, those who are of a perverse heart are an abomination to the Lord, but the blameless in their ways are his delight. Listens, we can say that this proverb hints at the transformation the new covenant promised. Quote, the proverb calls for a transformation of human affections to correspond with God's affections. One must be sincere in his heart and constant in his way. There's no in-between ground in this situation, listeners. No in-between ground is granted. Proverbs eleven twenty one. Though they join forces, the wicked will not go unpunished, listeners. But the posterity of the righteous will be delivered. Listeners, though they join forces, the wicked will not go unpunished. Individually, man is not strong enough to resist God. Collectively, man is also not strong enough to resist God. God judged mankind when they joined forces to resist God in the days of the Tower of Babel, Genesis 11, 1 through 9. But the posterity of the righteous will be delivered. God's blessings will be upon his righteous ones and upon their descendants, their posterity. Amen. Proverbs eleven twenty three. listeners, the desire of the righteous is only good, but the expectation of the wicked is wrath. This is the desire of the righteous is only good. The good character of a righteous man or woman is reflected in their desires. They desire that which is good. 
Now the expectation of the wicked is wrath. The good desires of the righteous will be fulfilled. And that which is due to the wicked will come to them too. Proverbs eleven twenty four. There is one who scatters, yet increases more. And there is one who withholds more than is right. But it leads to poverty. Now, listeners, when we are selfish and ungenerous with what God has given us, we should expect that God would grant less to us, leading eventually to poverty. Proverbs eleven twenty five, listeners, the generous soul will be made rich and he who waters with will also be watered himself. The generous soul will be made rich, listeners. God has promised to bless the generous soul. And we'll do so with riches in this world, the next world, or both. The generous soul, quote, Hebrew, the soul of blessing. That man who is a blessing to others, who blessed them, doeth good to them, as blessing is oft used for a gift. As Genesis 33, 11, and 1 Samuel 25, 27, and 2 Corinthians 9, 5 reminds us, unquote. And listeners, he who waters will also be watered himself. When we give God, and when we give, God knows how to give unto us, listeners. We can't water others without being watered ourselves. Let me say that again, listeners. We can't water others without being watered ourselves. We are never the loser for our God guided generosity. Jesus told us that it is more blessed to give than to receive. Acts 20, 35. Proverbs eleven twenty six. 26, listeners, the people will curse him who withholds grain, but blessing will be on the head of him who sells it. Now, this principle is spiritual as well as practical. When we distribute, instead of hoarding, blessings will come. Spurgeon applied this to the distribution of the gospel in the 19th century missionary movement and the blessing that came to the churches because of it. Proverbs eleven twenty seven, listeners, he who earnestly seeks good finds favor, but trouble will come to him who seeks evil. Listeners, he earn, who you earnestly seeks good finds favor. God honors the one who earnestly seeks good. And that one may be blessed with favor with God and amongst men. This is especially true when the good salt is God himself, listeners. Deuteronomy 4, 29 and Matthew 7, 7. Trouble will come to him who seeks evil, period. Seeking good brings God's favor. Hallelujah. But seeking evil brings trouble. The trouble is often simply finding the evil that one seeks. Him who seeks evil, the ceaseless energy of Satan's servants in seeking evil puts to shame our indifference. Proverbs eleven twenty eight, listeners, he who trusts in his own riches will fall, but the righteous will flourish like foliage. He who trusts in his riches, listeners, will fall. Proverbs teaches us the value of money and wealth, but also teaches us to never trust in riches, to put trust 
Enriches is to invite our own fall. Now, listeners, riches were never true to any that trusted to them. The righteous will flourish like foliage. The righteous man or woman does not trust in riches. We trust in God. This leads to a truly flourishing life. Proverbs eleven twenty nine, 29, listeners, as we close this first rendering, Proverbs eleven twenty nine: he who troubles his own house will inherit the wind and the fool will be servant to the wise of heart. Listeners, he who troubles his own house will inherit the wind. To bring trouble to one's own family is to prepare a future full of storm and difficulty. To inherit the wind is to have a future of storms and trouble. Proverbs 11.30, listeners, the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. And he who wins souls is wise. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, listeners. A righteous life bears fruit and it gives life to us. The New Testament will speak later to the fruit of the spirit in the life of God's people. Galatians 5, 22 to 23 and Ephesians 5, 9. Listeners, this is fruit like a tree of life to us. It brings shade and sustenance, sustenance to others. The fruit of the righteous, amen, is a tree of life. And he who wins souls is wise as God tips the scales of justice in your favor. Amen. This broadcast is supported by donations as well as liking and supporting Empower Family. You can go to www.francina.com, which is P-H-R-A-N-T-C-E-E-N-A.com and press donate. Now, welcome back, listeners. There are two different uh, versions here in Proverbs, surrendered and submitted by Andrew Gustav. These two different verses in Proverbs tell us what God thinks of those who try to tip the scales in their own favor at the expense of others. Proverbs 20, 23 says, Adone detest a double standard in weights, and false scales are not good. And Proverbs 11, 1 says, False scales are an abomination to Adonai. Accurate weights pleases him, unquote. Now in today's reading, he writes from Leviticus 19.15 through Leviticus 19.22. We get some examples, listeners, of scales tipped out of balance in the eyes of God. One thing important to him is how we judge others, listeners. He says we should neither show favor to the poor nor deference to the mighty. But we should always judge with justice. I believe the current economy is a good example of what happens when people do not judge with justice, listeners. The poor have developed an attitude of entitlement because of their history, because of their weaknesses, because of this and that. And the rich 
have often used a variety of unjust scales to get where they are. This has created a bitter working class where many are now bitter toward everyone above and below them. But listen, we can't judge with justice if we don't acknowledge who determines what is truly just and balanced. Another verse of wisdom from Proverbs 6, 19 says, quote, a false witness who lies with every breath and him who sows strife amongst brothers, unquote, are among the things that God hates, listeners. This speaks to the next Levitical law that says not to go around spreading slander among people, listeners. But there is balance needed here, too. While God doesn't want us sharing damaging thoughts about our brothers and sisters, he also doesn't want us ignoring a neighbor who's being hurt by someone else. God tells Israel not to stand by idly if a neighbor's life is at stake. And that could also mean a neighbor's spiritual life and soul. Verse 17 got my attention where it says, quote, do not hate your brother in your heart, but rebuke your neighbor frankly. The reason for this, for the ruling grabs me here is it says, quote, so that you won't carry sin because of him, unquote. Carry sin? Listeners, can that happen from hating a brother or sister in our hearts? but not saying hateful things to them? That's answered in another verse from Proverbs. Proverbs 27, 5 says this, quote, better open rebuke than hidden love, unquote. I think we carry sin and pain when we do not speak what's in our hearts and then we allow it to fester and turn to bitterness. Verse 19 tells, tells God's people to observe his regulations. And then the reading continues with instructions to not allow livestock to mate with another kind, to not plant two different kinds of grain in a field, and to not wear clothing made with two different thread types. Listeners, God knows what he made to go together and what he wants kept apart. He knows when one species, grain, or thread could weaken or destroy the other. Our result of not observing those things when they are were simple is that we have found food scientists who disrespect God's original creations. Sometimes we don't even know if we're eating authentic food or not, or something just genetically modified. Recently, I've learned something interesting. Listeners, did you know there is no Hebrew word for, quote, fair, F-A-I-R, unquote, or fairness, unquote? So balance may not mean exactly what we think it means. Our human understanding thinks, quote, fair, unquote, is the same as just or balanced. But if God didn't even give people a word for it back then, his definition is likely different from ours, listeners. There are Hebrew words and descriptions for justice. So we can trust that God believes in balance and justice. Let me say that again. There are Hebrew words and descriptions for justice. So we can trust that God believes in balance by justice. That's why he won't let us, quote, get away, unquote, 
with our sins just because he loves us. Too often, though, that's what we humans do. We let people off the hook for their behaviors because we love them or, quote, feel, unquote, for them. We don't think it's fair for them to pay for their misdeeds. But God knew it was better to have people pay prices right away than for eternity. So he paid the price with his own blood, listeners. See Acts 20, 28. Every time a new soul commits his or her life to Jesus Christ, and every time we make a genuine effort to live according to God's word, listeners, we are bringing balance and tipping the scales of justice in God's favor. Now, let me say that one more time. Every time, listeners, a new soul commits his or her life to Christ, and every time we make a genuine effort to live according to God's word, we are bringing balance and tipping the scales in God's favor. Amen. Praise the Lord. This broadcast is brought to you in partnership with the Coach Tape Foundation. You can support the broadcast so we can bring you God's word with any type of donation. You can go to www.coachtapefoundation.com, which is www.coachtatefoundation.com. Listeners, in our close, we have a rendering by our, one of our favorite writers, Mr. Joel Osteen. The scales will tip in your favor, and it reads as such. If you add up the negative things in your past, listeners, at times the negative is much heavier than the positive. It's easy to look back at an illness, a loss, or a setback and get discouraged, lose your passion. The problem is you're not you're only looking at your history of negative things. What you can't see is what God has in your future. He wouldn't have allowed the difficulty if it wasn't going to leave you in a deficit. There are things in your future that God has ordained for you listeners, a promotion, healing, divine connections. They're going to far outweigh those disappointments the pain, and the loss. This is where faith has to kick in and say, I am at a deficit right now, but God is still on the throne. And what he has in my future is going to far surpass what I'm dealing with right now, unquote. The scripture says, Quote, for the joy set before him, Jesus endured the cross. Hebrews 12, 2. When he was being mocked, listeners, when Jesus was beaten with whips, nailed on the cross, Jesus was at a deficit, listeners. It looked as though the enemy had got the best of him. All the circumstances said he was done. When Jesus died on the cross, the forces of darkness celebrated, listeners, thinking they had finally won. But God has the final say-so, listeners. On the third day, God said, quote, my son is not going to end in a deficit, unquote. Jesus arose and is seated at the right hand of the Father with all power, hallelujah. The point is that Jesus had to go through these things, listeners, 
to fulfill his purpose. We would prefer to just float through life, would we, listeners, with all good breaks? But that's not how it works. You can't become all you were created to be without opposition, listeners, and people who do you wrong. Times when it looks like you're done. The way to endure is to keep reminding yourself, listeners, what God has in your future is not just going to make up for what you've been through, but listeners, he's going to bring you out more fulfilled and more rewarded than you've ever been. Scripture put it this way, listeners, quote, God takes us from glory to glory. Hallelujah. God takes us from glory to glory. The path of righteousness gets brighter and brighter. He already has a solution to the problem, listeners, that's holding you back. He's already arranged restoration for that loss, a new beginning for that setback, promotion for that injustice. It's just a matter of time before you see the scales tip in your favor. Get ready, listeners. Even now, things are shifting and the weight of the negative is going to pale in comparison to the glory of God. Hallelujah. God is going to bring you out better, listeners. He's going to bring you out increased, promoted, healthier to new levels of your destiny. Amen. This broadcast is supported by donations as well as liking and supporting Empower Family. You can go to www.francina.com, which is P-H-R-A-N-T-C-E-E-N-A.com and press donate. Now, listeners, as we bring this message of lady justice and tip scales of justice, when God tips the scales, are you experiencing God's tip scales in his favor, in your favor? Or are you experiencing those tip scales in God's wrath? Are you paying attention? Listeners, as we reflect on our own lives of truth and justice and life and liberty, God's tipping the scales of justice, we must ask ourselves these questions daily. Are you prepared and ready to lead by example today for our next generation? Are you prepared to live under God's divine order and balance for all his peoples? How can you lead others, listeners, if you cannot lead yourself? Have you seen Lady Justice lately in an unjust society manifesting in yourself first? And then another external person, place, or thing. Have you seen her? Listeners, what does your own lady justice and tip scales look like today? What does it sound like, smell like, taste like, feel like? And what does your own lady justice and tip scales sense like? Are you paying attention? Amen. And we have a closing poem today submitted by one of our colleagues, and it's entitled God's Favor. I did nothing to gain God's favor while living out a life of sin. But to me, he sent the Savior, changing my heart deep within. God changed my life's behavior 
and now my life I give to him. And though my heart may waver, his Holy Spirit remains within. For my sins as dark as night, God had sent for me a sacrifice. God made my sins snowy white by the blood of Jesus Christ, moving me from wrong to right, when for me he paid the price, which lead me into his light from my own darkness into new life. It wasn't me who sought the face of the God in heaven above. Instead, it was all of grace when he poured on me all his love. It was me who God embraced. As God, I wasn't even thinking of. Yet my sins God erased through Jesus and Calvary's love. It was God who loved me first. For God moved upon my heart. God had saved me at my worst, allowing me a brand new start. While living in a world accursed, he helps me from sin to depart. My course in life, God reversed with his spirit now in my heart. I'll never know just how and why. I was favored by God on high, but with his favor, I want to be God's witness so that all can see the love God showed in his son who died for me and everyone. So they can come to the place. So they can come to the place where they too accept God's grace. Amen. Bob Gotti. Listeners, we thank you for taking time today to listen in to the message of today and for your ongoing support of Empower Family broadcasts. We love you. Till next week, same time, same station. I am Francina Tate Hollerus, your hostess. When the glory comes, it will be ours, it will be ours, oh, one day, when the war is won, we will be sure, we will be family with the dynamic new book by Francina Hallrus, Our Sixth Sense and Purpose, The Power in Knowing Who You Are. It's the book that gives you insights into life's problems. Francina Hallrus is an author, motivational speaker, and national broadcaster who believes the answers to your problems lies within the knowledge that was once traditionally passed down by families. But that knowledge has been short-circuited by today's faster pace. The book, Our Sixth Sense and Purpose, The Power in Knowing Who You Are, brings that accumulated wisdom to the problems that all families face. You'll find your copy of Our Sixth Sense and Purpose, The Power in Knowing Who You Are at Amazon and at Better Bookstores. Empower your life with the dynamic new book, Our Sixth Sense and Purpose, The Power in Knowing Who You Are by Francina Hallrus.
Thank you for joining Francita Hallress on Empowered Family Talk. Tune in next week 